Hello everybody, Paul Jankarella here from Profits and Success, here to bring you another podcast episode from Marketing Motivations. And with that, I'd like to share a quote with you. It goes as follows. Failure is the condiment that makes success tasty. And hopefully all of you understand that. It's like um, failure is the ketchup to make the hamburger taste better. So with failure comes success if we stick at it, stick to it, and are persistent. But don't be afraid of it. Nobody wants to walk through rubbish. Nobody. You know what I mean? Who wants to walk through trash? Uh, and failure not necessarily is trash, but it's not fun either. You know, we would all like to succeed at everything that we do, uh, but we all have failures. And some of those failures turn into interests of other things. So that's what I take away from that particular quote, is not to be afraid, you know, and just, and just keep plugging through. You know, uh, I've been failing right along here for the past couple of years, but I've also had some, some good successes, you know, and, and we need to focus on those positives and, and, and not be complacent, but have them propel us. To bigger and better. Your heart, mind, and imagination is killed by fear. Just think, think about that for a minute. You know, your heart's desires, your mind's dreams, your imaginations, all of that is wiped out by fear. Little fear, big fear, whatever it would be. That's the way it, that's the way it boils down to. Uh, the Darren Daly today, Darren Hardy's uh, video email, title was Big Key to Making Tough Decisions. And he said, you know, make tough, and in parentheses he has, in unpopular decisions, quickly. Deliberate too long, and your nerves will defeat you. You know, and it it is a, a great statement made by Darren, and followed up by a quote from Bill Clinton that I paraphrase that he said, if you have to make an unpopular decision, do it quick before you get swayed in making a popular decision, you know, and that's the thing. If you have to make an an unpopular decision, do it quick, because the longer you wait, the popularity will, will eat at you, and that may not always be the right way to go. You know, the, the brain, the brain sees change 
as, as danger. But we must overcome this to grow. And it's, it's the truth, but it's something that we have to work out constantly. You know, we just don't check in on it on Thursdays and say, okay, every Thursday I'm going to, you know, practice healthy mindset. It's something that we have to do every day, like, like hygiene. Like hopefully most of you brush your teeth in, in the morning. Um, funny story about that. My, uh, my friend, when he was in college, came back from brushing your teeth, and on the end of his toothbrush was a rubber-pointed thing that you would uh, use in between your teeth for your gums, for gum, proper gum health. I don't see it much more because it's probably doing more damage than, than helping things. But anyhow, my buddy comes out of the bathroom into the dorm room and says, man, these things really hurt your ears. <laughs> you know, he was using it to, to pick out the wax in his ears. You know what I mean? You have to know what you're doing there, you know, um, when it comes to hygiene. You know, you can't just practice hygiene and think you're all set. You have to practice the correct hygiene. <laughs> But more importantly, um, having proper hygiene gives you a better opportunity of, of having a healthier future, whatever it may be that you practice. Believe it or not, this is uh, not, a, not a kick in the face to my dad, but <laughs> he's never been to a dentist and he's 77 years old and he's got a full set of teeth that are his own. Um, I think he corrected me one time. I think he said he went once uh, to a dentist, but even so, I, you know, I mean, I was not that I was appalled. I was just shocked at, at that, you know? So anyhow, uh, all things are difficult before they are easy. And I was thinking about that, and I said, yeah, I, I guess for, for the most part, un unless you take to a sport and you take to a, a hobby and, and you, you, you pick it right up, um, you know, th that could be, you know, the uh, exception to the rule, so to speak. Everybody tries to find the exception to some, some quotes that I provide, there's always going to be an exception, you know, even reading the Bible, uh, that's probably uh, more, you know, causes more quarrel, uh, quarrelsome arguments than, than any, anything else, but walking, how long should a baby try to walk before they give, before, you know, you, you give up, you know, and someone's like, you're crazy, they keep, keep at it until they get it. And that's, that's the idea. Well, it's difficult for them at first, but they eventually get the habit of, of doing it and riding a bike. I remember the first time riding a bike without training wheels. Uh, it was difficult. I think I went a 
couple of rotations on the, the pedals and I teetered out, you know, not a bad crash or anything, but, you know, it took me a little bit of time. And then once you get in the rhythm of it, it, uh, it, it makes sense. And I remember specifically trying to remove my training wheels, how proud and excited as I, as I was. My, my dad soon came and got the proper fitting wrench to, to do that. That was a, that was a milestone for sure. That was a growing moment. That's kind of like turning 16 and driving a car. You know, I mean, that would be the next step. And then from there is to be legal to vote and buy lottery tickets. Uh, and then 21 to be legal to, to purchase alcohol here in the United States. Those are my my milestones in life. Um, a car I just mentioned, that's, that's difficult at first. Um, you know, it, it, well, it can be. It can come very easy to some. You know, I was driving, you know, at 14, I think. You know, I, my buddy had a license to let me drive his car. Uh, yeah, and I was, I was 14, so... And jobs, our jobs that we do, you know, our careers, you know, I think they were maybe difficult at first uh, and then became easy. In some cases, this is the exception, jobs can be easy at first and then become difficult. You know, I mean, maybe that's why some folks look uh, for alternatives, but for whatever have you. Prayer, it begins by talking to God, but it ends by listening to him. That was Bishop Fulton Sheen. And that's a great example of how it should be. It's not necessarily the way I do it, unfortunately. I tend to talk too much during prayer. In my head, I have so many things going on. And sometimes we need to really just clear the decks in, in focus, whether it be meditation, prayer, um, you know, whatever have you. But that's the, uh, that's, that's the opportunity that you want to, want to get to. Um, being able to listen to God is uh, a very real possibility for many and a real uh, reality for many. Uh, and like anything else, you have to practice that prayer. You have to work at it. And as you do, you'll get better at it. You know, sometimes it takes people 49 years, it happens to be my age, to really work at prayer and listen to what God has to say. And God speaks to us not so much person to person, but person to person in the sense that he speaks to us through other people, you know. And sometimes it's the person that you, you generally don't really care for at times. But if we listen, uh, we can see God in nature, you know, uh, in relationships, you know, in um, 
an event, a seminar, or whatever have you, a webinar, or a Zoom meeting, you know, we can see God shining through all of those examples. And I, I use those examples because it has happened to me. Um, I just let go and let God, and I just put it all behind me and got the uncomfortable feeling in my stomach that the anxiety was causing, and I just turned it away and gave it over to God. And through a meeting I attended, I picked up some good points that ironically related to things that were troubling me, and it was helpful. You know, so, you know, it doesn't happen all the time, naturally, but it does. If you pay attention, there's so many things in front of us. Even if you're in a, uh, a room by yourself that's quiet, so many things happening. So much energy, as Bob Proctor would say. The next quote I want to share with you is... Doing what you love is the cornerstone of having abundance in your life. And some of you may genuinely struggle with what you love. I know I did um, after 25 years in the insurance business and getting abruptly fired was shocking painful, uh, you know, and, and just mesmerizing altogether. And the point of the matter is sometimes you need to do things to see if you love them. I never aspired ever to be an insurance agent. I never did. But the more I stuck around and kept at it and went through very difficult times of selling and prospecting and just generating a, a healthy income, it was hard and I was ready to throw in the towel. It was probably uh, this time, I don't know, 27 years ago, around Christmas. And I told a couple of colleagues that were doing very well in the business. I said, I'm going to go get a traveling sales job. I want to see the country and I'm looking forward to doing that. I'm going to do medical sales or whatever it was. And the kid looked at me. He's like, you know, Paul, I hear you. I understand. And I believe me, I know how difficult the business is. But I'd have so much more respect for you if you stuck it out for three months and, and truly gave it your best. And then after that, after three months, you're out of here. But I'd feel so much better. At least you gave it a valiant effort. So I walked away from that conversation saying, ah, I got to give this business now till March, January, February, March, and then I can get out of here. Well, in that time, giving it my best and giving it my all, uh, I started to see promise, and I started to see uh, growth. And it wasn't easy, but it wasn't really that difficult either, you know. It's, it's more 
emotionally difficult, mentally difficult to accomplish certain goals and tasks. So, you know, yes, doing what you love is certainly the cornerstone, but you don't know what you love until you do what you love. You know, and I didn't know I loved selling insurance at that time. Uh, but I, I grew into that and I developed a love for it because I developed a very um, uh, interest for freedom and uh, the ability to come and go as you please and set your own schedule and no one looking over your shoulder, so to speak. So there's a lot of opportunities in, in, in that respect. And I was blessed to to have that. And now I'm creating my second life with, with a career. So, you know, in, in that uh, is affiliate marketing. Um, it's also life coaching, uh, specifically relationships. Uh, and uh, professional speaking, you know, that's, uh, uh, I don't want to say a passion of mine, but, you know, I, I just have a great admiration for professional speakers. I, I really do. And, and I'm going to uh, make a go at it. And I, I look forward to doing that. So I want to follow up with a, with a story. How to hunt a monkey. And do you know how hunters used to trap monkeys? A man asked this question to his child, you know. Instead of chasing them up a tree and shooting arrows at them from below, they'd put out a heavy glass jar. It's like a big glass jar you can put your arms around barely. It's like a wine jug. And they put food that the monkeys like at the bottom. Then the monkey would put his hand in the drawer and, and try to pull out the food. Well, the only way to do so is, is, is to drop the food because the, the neck of the bottle uh, is, is so narrow, you know. So the monkey would, would try endlessly, but there was just no way of getting their hand free unless they dropped the food. You know, the monkey was resilient and would refuse to drop his meal. The hunters would approach and have a meal of their own at the expense of the monkey. And really the moral of this story is you must know when to quit, when to move on, uh, when to let go of whatever is holding you back. Don't let stubbornness be your downfall. And I thought that was a, a, a clever little story, uh, but it's, it's so true. You know, we, we get so obsessed sometimes with one particular thing when we should be giving that up and moving on to greater and better. 
And when we give without thought is when we truly receive. You know, sometimes doing something special and receiving a thank you can keep you on fire for weeks on end, depending on the circumstance. And I just, um, you know, was, 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 was tickled in a certain respect by that because it dawned on me certain things that I've done that I've not thought about in what I've received that I never really thought about either, but as a result of, of, of my giving. So that's going to do it for today, folks. I will um, check in with you tomorrow, Lord willing. In the meantime, be well, stay well. We'll talk to you soon.